0: back to just another fantasy football podcast this week we are going to be jumping into our dynasty running back rankings we're going to talk all things running back we're going to talk about how many we actually love how many we like and then where the cliff falls off But before we get to that aaron start us out with what news has happened this
1: week yeah so this week um some of the bigger pieces of news and we can get our takes on this as we go um first one was Nagy coming out coach of the bears coming out and saying dalton is 100 the week one starter there's nothing absolutely nothing that justin fields can do um that would warrant starting week one um i think i think that's absolutely foolish um you know how i feel about fields uh what are your thoughts on that
0: i mean this stuff's stupid this this stuff never matters to me like, so I don't I think I'd be taking field. I mean, I don't, I don't, well, no, I'm saying I think he is. I think Dalton is going to start, but like, whatever. I mean, that's how Tyrod Taylor started over Herbert. We all see how good Herbert was. Imagine if he would have sat on the bench when like he could have exploded like this. This happens all the time. It's, it's always like uh, revisionist history or. Um Hindsight's 2020. 20, like you never know. It seems like they all all the coaches do this. This is just some kind of like hazing or something. So I think Dalton is gonna start week one. Whatever. I wasn't drafting Justin Fields in redraft leagues anyways. So I mean whatever. To me, it's a total it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Aside from it being Fields, my boy. I have like you mentioned Herbert last year, and so. Cause like, if if I was an NFL coach and I, you know, had you drafted a, a quarterback, top 10, traded up to draft a quarterback, nonetheless, here, like, wouldn't you want... Like, you know Andy Dalton is not the future. You know...
0: Not necessarily. I mean, look at Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. I mean, Worked
1: for them. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Worked for them. Yeah, him. I mean, but you can say I that... I mean, the,
0: the point is there's no... But there's no... But then you also have, like, the... David Carr, is that the right car, David? Yeah. Who goes in there and just gets destroyed and then all his confidence is gone and he never made it. And he had an electric arm, he had huge upside, number one overall pick, franchise starter and a lot of people said it's because he started too soon. I mean, but then you have Peyton Manning who started and looked good. I mean, it, or I mean looked terrible, but it, it worked out. I, it, this is no like one way to skin a cat is that what it is it's not just one way to skin a cat the point is like we don't know how it's going to turn out whatever if this is what Nagy wants to do fine maybe he's we can hypothesize of all the different reasons he'd be doing this like maybe he's trying to extend his job like they don't start fields till week eight and fields is awesome it's like okay let's see what he can do with the full off season or whatever i mean none of this stuff matters to me i don't think i mean i think it hurts the bears uh skill position guys maybe a little bit but it's not like dalton is he's not bad Tyler Palko, I mean, he's not, hes not like, going to throw six interceptions every game.
1: Some would say Jameis Winston, but... Uh, oh,
0: please. <laughs> You're right. He's not Jameis Winston. He wishes he was. I know.
1: He gets a bad rap. Um, all right, so the next piece... All right, what else? There's got to be better news than that. Next piece, we have um, Gruden coming out and saying Ruggs is going to be more involved. I'd like to see that. Um, he couldn't possibly be less involved, so... Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good thing going yeah. forward for all you uh, oh, hey, that's good. rugs owners going forward. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to get your take on was um, this week. I mean, I mean, it seems like every week since he was drafted, um, Elijah Moore has been seemingly like catching everyone's eye. In mini camp, training camp, whatever. Yeah, what it may be. was that?
0: Did we know what that is? Because all my leagues, people are trading for him. Yeah. people are saying. Oh, well, he's just like. It. Last I heard, the last bit of news I heard is Jay Crowder, not Jay Crowder, Jamison Crowder. I'm, I'm watching the NBA playoffs. In case you can't tell. Jamison Crowder takes less money to stay in town. It's like so. Right. I thought people were going to be fading Elijah Moore, not doubling down. So here's what I wanted. I mean, to, I like I like him. Everybody knows I like here's him. Here's what the I wanted to
1: ask. So beat reporters are just been saying like here we go another day Elijah Moore just making spectacular catches oh look surprise Elijah Moore being an awesome being awesome so like every day it seems to be like a steady drum beat of him showing up and showing out um but then also like you were saying on Twitter there's also people saying like um uh, they're coming out with three wide receiver sets and it's Mims uh Keelan Cole and like Crowder or it's like Mims some kind of combination of those. Um, and then you throw in Corey Davis. So it's like, it seems like they have five wide receivers that, um, so is that, is that a good or bad thing that Keelan Cole's
0: on the field before you?
1: Right. But I wouldn't say that for Elijah Moore, but more in regards to. My point
0: is, I like Elijah Moore a lot. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's got like wide receiver one, like top 12 wide receiver upside, but I think he'd definitely be in the top 24 or 36, which is definitely a playable guy in all dynasty formats, especially PPR. I still like him. Somebody was like, I had him as my number two wide receiver in this rookie class. No. Like, fine. If people want to do stupid stuff like that, go for it. But like, I'm sticking to where I had him. We talked about him a ton. I don't think we really need to double down, but this news does not affect how I look at it at all.
1: So, how if you were coaching the Jets, who are your, who are your top three wide receivers on the between Mims? I would Corey Davis. It would Moore, have to be Crowder, yeah, Cole. Mims and
0: Mims and Corey Davis on the outside. I would prop. I mean, I would think Jamison Crowder starting in the slot with more working in. That that's what I, that's how I would think it would start. Right, Jamison Crowder's got to be better than him. Like Jamison Crowder's actually not. He's good. Like he's not. Yeah. Rashad perriman like i think he's actually been productive out of the slot and i think with a guy like zach wilson you help him with a security blanket like crowder but i think more would be the other slot wide receiver when they go four wide and then if you want to work him inside outside like he gets plenty of playing time but i don't think i don't think anybody expects him to be justin jefferson this year yet that's what people are starting to act like yeah i'm I, not putting my I, money I'll on never, that block
1: i'll never say that going into this season but it does seem like now with I think everyone was writing Crowder off because he was owed like ten million dollars and they were just like he's a cut, he's a cut. Like so that but, was But
0: none of the love started coming till after he restructured, so that's what I didn't get.
1: That's true. The Elijah Moore love. So yeah. it's like you already knew Crowder was you were you were assuming he was gone and now that he's back, now people love him more, which didn't make sense. So yeah, yeah. I can see that.
0: Yeah, I, I got him in like every league, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have him
1: more than I'd probably like to have him, but I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Um, and then just yeah. some other three three pieces of news just to talk, say in passing, uh, Jake Butt, my boy from Michigan, signed with the Bears. Chad Hansen, our boy, uh, went to Detroit. and He was big for me end of last year. Yeah. Big for me. Um, and then Jordan Matthews popped up in the news. Um, he's converting to tight end. I thought he was out of the league, so news to me. Who does he play for? I, I think he's a free agent. No. But he said he, he was con- he converting to, the to tight end, so...
0: Unless he goes back to the Eagles or somewhere where Doug Peterson is, I'm not interested. Yeah. All right. Those are not not even worth uh, mentioning, in my opinion. I mean, Hanson to Detroit, I guess keep an eye on it. He could be their number one wide receiver, theoretically. Um, But enough. Enough about wide receivers. Let's get into running backs, okay? And everybody's going to know the names at the top. So what we've done is I've kind of looked at our consensus ranking. I've looked at... Oh, you did sort these by consensus. I was trying to leave them how I had them so I could just look at yours across. But... We'll still get through them. We'll go through our consensus ranking. We're going to pick out the ones that we have the biggest disagreements on and then ones that I think were different from other people's consensus. So our top two, I think, are locked in consensus. And I have always had Mr. Dalvin Cook higher than everybody else, but everybody else has finally gotten on board. We've got Christian McCaffrey, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two. Not much to talk about there. Now, the next two we can talk about a little bit if you want. We love youth at the position. We also think these two guys are studs. Neither one of us have these guys. Either of these two guys, three, but in our consensus ranking, Jonathan Taylor is three and Cam Akers is four. But neither of us have Jonathan Taylor or Cam Akers even three. So just talk about them quickly. What do you see in Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers? Do you see them as a tier below uh, McCaffrey and Cook?
1: Yeah, they're just less sure things, in my opinion. They would definitely be a tier below because you know, with McCaffrey and Cook, you know they're getting the lion's share of the load like whereas- if somebody
0: offers you if somebody offers you christian mccaffrey or dalvin cook for jonathan taylor you're smashing that yeah because i am i am i'm not thinking twice about the age like cook and mccaffrey when they're on the field they're getting all the touches they're getting all the touchdowns there's no doubt i was i mean as a jonathan taylor lover who had him all last year it was miserable most of the year to own him and rely on him he just disappeared. And then we had Cam getting flicked down the first half of the season. You blow on him and he fell over. So (laughs) as much as we love him, too, he's not Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. One
1: other thing here um, between those two is that you brought up a good point that Jonathan Taylor kind of sucked most of the year. Um, Wasn't quite as obvious as cam acres but no one. it seems like no one's talking about that in taylor's regard like they're already like everyone has him like a consensus he was still
0: playing and they just take him off the field right. they ha- like but I everyone has
1: him as a consensus like top five dynasty asset like no problem but like with acres being up there I, i'm hearing a lot of people say like you guys are buying the hype this guy did nothing and it was like okay yeah yes he's the same as taylor i mean i mean probably taylor was maybe a little bit more consistent down the stretch but it still didn't come for him um until like after week 10
0: so I, I just just besmirched Cam Akers' name, which was which was horrible of me. So let me just t- tell you why I feel totally comfortable having Cam Akers in this tier. Huge pedigree. He was equal with the guy everybody loves now, Najee Harris. They were the co number one running backs their recruiting class. Stud at Florida State behind a terrible offensive line with a terrible team. Comes in, takes some a couple weeks to get his sea legs, and then is a stud in an offense that made Todd Gurley the number one running back every year, year in and year out. And they seem to trust him. The offense is supposed to be even better this year. Like everything is pointing toward the arrow being up for Cam Akers. If you want to sell him, fine. We got offered Alvin Kamara for him. We passed. And you're going to see why because you haven't heard Kamara's name and you're not going to hear it for a little bit in our rankings, okay, as much as we like him. But on this point, right, so we have Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, then a little tier, then we have Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. But in between those two tiers, I have one guy and you have one guy. And so let's talk about them, okay? Yours is probably going to be more obvious than mine. And we'll start with Saquon Barkley. You still have him at number three overall. I have him at seven. So first, why don't you tell me why you think he's a top three running back and if you think he's in the Cook McCaffrey tier, or do you have him in the Taylor Akers tier?
1: I'd put him more in the Taylor Akers tier. He's going to get all the volume in New York, um, like a Christian McCaffrey, like a Dalvin Cook, but the team – um around them I mean we're all projecting I'm projecting the Giants to improve from last year but um I still don't think it's on the level of um like a Rams offense or maybe even the Colts under Wentz so I think he's somewhere in between he's going to get all the volume but maybe the opportunity the amount of opportunities um are not there for him
0: so from my perspective Barkley I have him at seven okay we both have Kamara at six so I'll just let the cat out of the bag um, so we have, and I, this might be getting confusing, but well, I'll give the top seven in a second because the top seven really are the tier one stud running backs. I see a drop off at eight. We don't agree on who's eight, so I think you'll agree with me that the top seven are pretty much a tier that we feel really comfortable with that we love, right? So we've talked about McCaffrey Cook. We've talked about Taylor Akers. You just talked about Barkley. So to me, Barkley's got the ultimate upside. He could be running back one overall. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But at some point, I have to... Place my chips where I feel most confident and most comfortable, and it he is not there anymore. Like he's looked bad in some games, his team looks so bad, and he gets hurt all the time. Like a guy built like him, I would expect him not to get hurt ever. So my number three overall running back, who you have as number seven. So I have Barkley as seven, you have him as three. I have Nick Chubb as three. Mr. Production, always produces, ready to hit the home run at any time, always scores touchdowns, offense is awesome, team keeps getting better, other weapons, like, I just, I think he just produces, like, the exactly how I felt about Jonathan Taylor, it was the opposite about Nick Cho, Every time I played him, I felt like it was going to be good. He might not be running back one for that week, but he was always going to be good. He was always going to be somebody I was happy I started. We're always going to watch on red zone. They're going to flash his name at the other 20-yard line, and he's going to house it for 80. Every time I say take it to the house with him, I feel more confident than with anybody else. But seriously, like he's just safe to me. He's easy. He's more in the Taylor Acres tier and dynasty. Um, but I have Nick Chubb, so why don't you talk about why you don't have Nick Chubb there, why you have him a little lower, but do you still have him in that kind of first tier? And I'll read the seven just to give you give you and the listeners a frame of reference. Yeah, McCaffrey, Cook, sorry, let me read them real quick, just so you know and the listeners. McCaffrey, Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. So those are kind of the top seven in our consensus rankings.
1: Yeah, so Chubb's definitely in the top tier. Even though I have him at seven, um, we're splitting hairs kind of between these guys, in my opinion.
0: You've never really liked him, but last yeah, year I no. feel like you finally he, came on he's board. He's
1: reliable. He, he's the Browns know what their bread and butter is, and it's not you know Baker Mayfield though. And, and they have fun.
0: your boy. They have your boys, their head coach, who helped make Dalvin Cook a thing because he loves running yeah. backs.
1: But like it's not Baker throwing for 500 yards and six touchdowns every week. It's, that ain't happening. It's Chubb and Hunt getting all the work. So um, there's plenty to go around. He's safe. He's got a great floor. I have him a little bit lower because I do like the pass-catching side <laughs> of Barkley. Um, Barkley's a better like overall playmaker, in my opinion. And then um, I have him behind Kamara as well because Kamara um, gets a lot of work in the passing game as well and he's like the only guy.
0: And we haven't really we haven't really talked about Kamara. We're probably lower than consensus on him. We both have him at 6. I like him better than Barkley because I just think he's safer. You like him better than Chubb probably because his pass catching upside. It's not that we don't like Kamara. We do like him. Like I re- I think from Jonathan Taylor to Kamara is, is easily one tier, and I think Cook and McCaffrey are just barely above that tier because of their blow-up potential because they've done it before. But, I mean, Taylor, Akers, Chubb, Barkley, Kamara, I'm ecstatic if they're my running back one. If they're my first-round pick, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, the only thing with Kamara is just Breeze leaving mr noodle Arm.
0: it is there is some like it seems like some scariness around him some un, un, uneasiness but i'd still be happy to
1: have him tyson hill's gonna get you know eight carries a game um not to factor in lat murray and then you don't know what it's just you gotta factor in the risk going forward and no one knows what that looks like i don't i mean even now we're you know a few months away from the season starting and like no one knows who's their starting quarterback is and what that offense is going to look like, you know, Kamara is going to be involved. So he's safely still like in this top tier, but um yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like without breeze there.
0: All right. So to get, to jump into our next tier, which I'm just going to call the the young bucks and the young studs with the big upside is uh what was that? The top seven. So we're going eight, nine, 10, 11 here. So this, this rounds out our top 11, JK Dobbins, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DeAndre Swift. When I look at this tier, I very easily have Najee Harris at the top of it. And then I have Najee Harris and Dobbins. I would be so much more excited to have either of them than CEH or Swift. Like I, I CEH and Swift is where my stomach starts to turn with running backs. Like I have nine running backs ending at Dobbins that I'm really excited about as my running back one and then it changes a little bit for me, even though I put them in the same tier because they're similar and it's going to be kind of pick your poison. I think you have all four of these guys pretty close.
1: Yeah, I would have them pretty close. Because you love
0: Swift. I do not love Swift, and CEH showed me enough that I need to be scared if I end up with him as my running back one.
1: Well, the, diff- the I guess the one for me that would be possibly out of this tier would be Swift because it looks like the Lions aren't going to be good for another year or two. So um he could be, you know, the best player on a bad team and still get all the work and still be good for fantasy purposes. But um, we've just seen that not work out uh, too well, especially for the running back position. Who's, who's, uh, you know, you got the ball on the one. How many times are the Lions, you know, going to be in the red zone to have that opportunity to score that touchdown or two or three, whatever, to have those big blow up games? Um, you know, you can say Dobbins, Harris, and um, Ceh. They're on good offenses. They're going to have plenty of opportunity. They're the main guy. Um, but as we said the other the other week, um, a lot of people are out on J.K. Dobbins as like being even up here in this tier. Um, so, I mean, if you're playing Dynasty, you could be able to get him for cheap depending on how the owner uh, views him or gets scared off on some of this news. But everyone's talking about Gus Edwards and how J.K. Dobbins doesn't even have an opportunity to be um, an RB1 because he's just going to be splitting that backfield like 50-50, everyone thinks. So, um, I could see a, a few people being worried about that, but I'm not worried about it, and it doesn't seem like you are either.
0: Yeah, and these are CEH and Swift are two of the biggest differences between Dynasty rankings and redraft. I'm not going to say where they are in redraft, but they are not inside my top 12 for redraft, even though they are clearly in Dynasty. But that's a good transition into our next tier, which I'm going to call Old Faithful. Zeke Elliott at 12, Aaron Jones at 13, Derek Henry at 14. These three guys are probably going to be in my top 10 redraft uh, running backs, but they're a little bit lower, just kind of in the, the top of RB2 range in Dynasty. So let's pause here for a second. Do you still trust Zeke Elliott? And when you're doing Dynasty drafts, how do you look at guys like this? That I mean, and Aaron Jones is a little younger, I think, than Zeke and Derrick Henry. It seems like he's got less miles on him. But, like, how do you view guys like this that you still feel are plug-and-play, easily RB1s for this year and probably next, but then they could fall off a cliff at any moment? How do you kind of view guys like this and save your Derrick Henry hate until the end? Just give me kind of your your thought generally about this type of running back.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, running backs rarely get second contracts. Um, So I I think, to summarize these three as well, they can be – these running backs that got second contracts, the team's committed to them long-term. Um, Zeke yep. probably being um, the biggest one as of late. Um, so I'm not worried about um, Zeke Elliott or Jones. They brought them back for a reason. They paid them what they paid them for a reason. Um, so I think for these three in general, they got second contracts. The team values them. And um, we've seen Zeke be the bell cow in the past Um We know Aaron Jones is the best one in that backfield, and then we've seen Derrick Henry in back-to-back years uh, be a monster.
0: So I have Derrick Henry at 12 in Dynasty. Okay, I still believe in him. I think that if you got a guy that could be the number one player overall in Dynasty, like taking Swift ahead of him, I I think I would flip that. I mean, i got to be honest. If I'm sitting in a draft, unless I'm going all youth and I'm going to be terrible for a year— I don't know how I take Swift or Ceh over Derrick Henry to be honest, and I was a hater, but I rode him last year in a couple of leagues, and it was just an amazing time having him in your starting lineup. I just it was it was so fun. It was like having Jameis start games at Florida State. Um, but you have him at 17, so you would really take. And I want to just mention some guys here. I knew it. You would really take Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon. Um, uh, Austin Eckler, you would really take guys like that over Derrick Henry in a dynasty league. Yes. And just in case we haven't mentioned it, all of our rankings when we talk are 0.5 PPR half PPR, because that just kind of hedges it. We don't go full boat and we don't go, you know, standard, but we just kind of want to bring all leagues together at half PPR. So you would really take him over them and you'd be, you'd feel confident yeah, so taking as, them over him. Yeah.
1: As you alluded to, I hate Derrick Henry. Always have, always will. Um, these, the last, and you've never reaped the benefits, and yeah, you didn't no, eat I'm, off any of his and plates. I'm,
0: and I was just eating <laughs> thousands of dollars last year, thanks to thanks to Derek. Henry. And I'm
1: I'm fine with it. Like I I'm I'm fine. Good, I'm glad. So everybody listening, just remember, Aaron's fine
0: with just losing not,
1: every year. It's not lose. I mean, yeah, you can you can say whatever you want. I rather have guys <laughs> that like I love, like I loved. Antonio Gibson coming out, and I rather you know ride that. You love Joe Mixon. He's rather you would yeah. rather
0: ride Joe Mixon year in and year out. I
1: like Joe Mixon. Um, I picked up Austin Eckler off the waiver wire of like four years ago, um, and and that kind of paid off for me a little bit. So um, I think it, it. I think it's fun. What would you win with him? I mean, I didn't win, but like I I traded a waiver <laughs> wire guy for basically like two firsts like a first second and a third and then i tr- i traded him away and got him back again and then traded him for more so um as far as like assets go i took a waiver wire guy and got real assets for him so still building so i
0: think I, yeah but i think these three guys are kind of in a tier where if you're still going for it and you don't have a running back one you're happy to slide any of these three guys. i love ezekiel um, Elliott.
1: i love him this year um, I've
0: been buying him everywhere yeah, it's so I've been, cheap. I've been trying like people, to buy him everywhere. Like and
1: we got him we got him in a league um I think in this off season. But um
0: he was like a throw in. Like he was literally almost it felt like he was a it felt like he was David Johnson, right? Yeah. Like don't you feel like people are yeah. looking at him like he's David Johnson, which is just I don't insane
1: think, to me. I don't think everyone's feeling that way now because it was before Dak's extension, I think. Um so maybe they were counting on that. But like it's it's like people didn't realize Dak was hurt all last year so it's like you see his games with Dak and he was awesome he was getting 90% of the snaps they were he was scoring 20 plus points a game and then what you can see when Dak gets hurt um you know you're getting four point games you're getting and it's like 15 point games is like his ceiling um but I mean with Dak coming back and that offense looking if it looks anything like it did last year when he was healthy like Zeke's gonna be yeah, like a, Zeke's gonna be like a top five like running back this season
0: all right, the next tier is young guys with huge upside. Like they could be running back ones. I don't think any of us would be surprised. Maybe not this year, but in their careers. And other, like everybody in the industry is still talking about them like they could be stud top 12 running backs. Okay. And that kind of differentiates them from the next tier. So we've got Travis Ntn at, what is he? I can't even tell. 15. 15. Yeah, Etienne at 15, Antonio Gibson 16, Joe Mixon Barf at 17, <laughs> Josh Jacobs at 18, and Javante Williams at 19. A lot of youth playing into this. I want to start, though. We've already talked about Joe Mixon. We don't have to talk about him anymore. Josh Jacobs, I think this is a lot higher than most people have him now. Would you consider him a buy in Dynasty?
1: I'd kick the tires on him. I mean, I did as soon as... Um, you don't love him, but
0: but you would take him.
1: Yeah, as soon as they signed... Uh, Kenyon drake um i tried to get him for cheap but i mean i think people are just gonna kind of hold him and and see what happens see what it looks like because i mean i f- i feel like you couldn't sell him what for what people were trying to buy him for after that news so i feel like he's a hold um and some some people might be more optimistic some you might be i pep- bought him peptim- pessimistic yeah, i've bought him in two leagues
0: yeah yeah i bought him in two leagues one of them was for antonio gibson straight up I probably wouldn't do that now no. just because I think I could get more. I still have I still have Jacobs over him. I have Jacobs 16 and Antonio Gibson 18. You have Antonio Gibson really high. That's why he's higher in our rankings. But I still would rather have Jacobs than Gibson. But I think just value-wise, I could have gotten more. So that was that was probably my miss on on the trades and um, can be our trade of the week this week. So those four, those five guys, but then I think this next tier is kind of similar, right? So these guys all have high upside, but I think this is where we kind of draw the line as far as guys we're confident in starting, even at our running back two spot. So at 20, we've got Austin Eckler, 21, David Montgomery, 22, Miles Sanders, 23, Trey Sermon, 24, Chris Carson. To me, when I look at this, Trey Sermon is the guy that kind of doesn't belong, I still don't know if I believe it. I'm still scared. It's still the 49ers. They're still going to rotate running back. Mostert is still their running back one. I think so. I'm kind of. He does not belong to me. But the other guys feel kind of safe. Um, I feel like Carson's the one that doesn't belong for you.
1: Um, no, I'm fine with Carson there. I like Trey Sermon for like you're fine for Dynasty. You're fine if Carson's your your
0: second starting running back after a Dynasty drafts over, right? I mean, I'd be happy. With I'd that. prefer
1: one of these other guys. I prefer Eckler i'd prefer probably miles sanders and montgomery um yeah
0: i would too i would too i have them all ranked higher than him but but i'm still fine with it like and i feel like carson's a guy we'd get for value i think when we do our dynasty draft i think we're going to end up with guys like zeke josh jacobs carson kind of a barfy team but like i think a barfy. team that's going to be good week one that's what i, well, I mean nobody's going to like looking at Weakling that one
1: all pro and then
0: yeah like people are gonna people are gonna take antonio gibson like top five people oh, are gonna sure. take you know some of these uh, trace sermon top 15 like i'm not touching trace sermon when if i could have derrick henry or if i can have eric jones
1: i feel like there's somewhat of a strategy to when you're doing like a startup draft whether it includes the rookies or not because if you can get catch that wave of um when everyone's hyping up certain guys and get a startup where they're going two rounds like earlier or yeah or whatever let's actually
0: let's actually save our startup strategy um but tell me about this tier like is there anything you want to point about this year you just want to move to the next i feel like a lot of these guys have been talked about a lot this offseason
1: i'll take austin eckler um i'll take david montgomery and the rest is just kind of uh man yeah
0: he has austin eckler 16 aaron's got him 16 so he's got him clearly up in that other group with gibson mixon etienne um okay let's jump to the next tier so this tier to me is yeah, like, I'm scared if they're my running back too, but at the same time, I'll just kind of put them there and probably be going like a zero running back or like a, you know, go deep in other positions. I know there's somebody you love, which I'll let you talk about again. You're spouting off about him on Twitter, but Damian Harris at 25, Kareem Hunt at 26, Miles Gaskin, 27, Chase Edmonds, 28. And I think Ronald Jones probably should be in this tier at 29. That's fine. So those are the guys that are like technically starting running backs, but like we're not excited about it. But I mean I gotta be honest, to me, this shows me running back is pretty thin, actually. Like I'm not excited about anyone past this point.
1: I think it's I think it's deeper than most years. I mean, you love Miles Gaskin. Do you think you'd be able to get Miles Gaskin like a guy like my if you took Miles Gaskin's production from last year and you told me you were able to get him at this point this year? To be
0: honest with you, like anybody past twenty-two, Austin Eckler, like I am, I'm breathing heavy. Like I'm, I'm breathing heavy with with Trey Sermon, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Gaskin, Edmonds. I'm breathing heavy. Like Gaskin could legitimately be dead next year. Like legit and i don't think guys like gaskin gaskin edmonds even eckler like those guys i don't think can carry full loads i don't think i
1: don't think we've ever so seen these them. are rb3s here in our rankings these are you know 20 but not really like, like i think in most RB3s. drafts they're
0: going to be your rb2 they could be i mean in you're most looking drafts. at
1: rb uh, so we're starting here, harris 25 so these are like high end rb3s if you're going 12 24 um, 36 these are high end rb3s um, that you know, you'll probably be flexing or, I mean, depending on what your draft strategy is, you could be going wide receiver having, these could be like your one or two, but um, at that point I wouldn't like it. But if these are, if this is your RB three or, or maybe your RB two, I'm fine with a guy like Damian Harris or cream hunt. Um, And then Edmonds has like upside um, people were talking about before Connor, before Connor signed. And so, these are guys I would take a flyer on. Put yeah, them in I your flex. Think, they can yeah, they can score twenty with, points one week, these. but like these aren't going to be sure. consistent um, guys that, that that you're paying up for.
0: Okay, the next tier I put together on purpose because I want to know like if you're doing a dynasty draft. To me, this is like where it turns. Okay, where, where you're kind of deciding what the identity of your team is. At thirty, we have Michael Carter. Thirty-one, AJ Dillon. Thirty-two, Melvin Gordon. Thirty-three, David Johnson.
1: Yeah, so this is where you're deciding, like, is it better for me to get a young guy that's, like, not even playing or might not even play or be, like, in a backup capacity? Or or, or am I going with, you know, Melvin Gordon and David Johnson, who look to be on their their last year or two in the league?
0: To me, I think I feel like Carter is clearly the top of this tier. And I think I think even if my team sucks, I'd rather take Melvin Gordon than A.J. Dillon. Even if my team's young, I'd rather take Melvin Gordon because I think I can get something better for Melvin Gordon. I don't know if A.J. Dillon ever is gonna be something like, yeah, he's young, but Aaron Jones is still ahead of him there. What's gonna happen is is Rogers gonna leave? Cause Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon doesn't strike a lot of fear into opponents, I don't think. So I I don't know. I think I'm taking Michael Carter first no matter what, and I think I'm taking Melvin Gordon second no matter what. I might be able to be talked into A.J. Dillon over David Johnson if I'm going quote-unquote young.
1: Yeah, I have have Dillon as high as I do just because people seem to love him right now. So um, if anything happened to Aaron Jones, I would immediately sell him.
0: The next guy we have on our list who's ranked 34 is Gus Edwards, and that's only because you have him ranked 32. Explain to me why you like Gus Edwards better than David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, your boy Mike Davis.
1: So I was actually messing with these this morning, and I was trying to figure out, like, these. It gets really messy down here. So I was trying to figure out, I was trying to think about it, and I was like, would I rather take, you know, if Gus Edwards is going to get close to 50-50, I don't. If he's if he's gonna be splitting like we've seen the Ravens backfield historically, be split. Would I rather take Gus Edwards in like that offense, or would I rather take a David Johnson in like a Houston offense, or Melvin?
0: That's it. That's so dumb. Well, I think that's so dumb. Unless you have J.K. Dobbins, if you have J.K. Dobbins, sure, I would, might even take, uh, Gus Edwards. Well, I do have J.K. Dobbins no, in, in one like, of the leagues. That's one, just so. way too high. No, I'm talking about if we're drafting, like if, we, if we're doing a startup draft. I just think that's gross. So we have Gus Edwards, Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss. We'll kind of draw a line there for no reason. I think Raheem Mostert is easily the best guy in this group, easily. And you'd rather have Gus Edwards than Raheem Mostert, a guy that, that has literally put up like 25-point weeks over and over again in the last two years.
1: I said it gets messy down here. It's not, it's not perfect.
0: but Well, you're making it messy by having Gus Edwards so high. Raheem Mostert is right with David Johnson, Melvin Gordon to me. They're the same exact type of thing. Like you get the starter and you hope for the best. And he's in a stud. He is the guy in a stud offense like Gus Edwards is hoping to be. Like you're hoping that's what Gus Edwards turns into.
1: I guess I'm leaning more on the yeah, age. he doesn't have as much talent I'm le- as Mostert. I'm leaning more on the age from a dynasty startup. Because with all these guys, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Mostert, Mike Davis, um, they could all be We've gone after We've talked a bunch about Mike Davis year.
0: already. But I do want to hear, what do you think about Drake, Moss, and then we've got James Robinson, Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Fournette, Connor, Singletary, Madison, like all these handcuffy type of guys, but also feel like they could be feature guys. Who's your favorite in this group?
1: Probably Zach Moss. Um...
0: Really? Okay, I think mine is Daryl Henderson. Like, as I kept ranking, I was like, I feel like I should put Daryl Henderson higher. I think he's got upside. I think he's got maybe the best chance i mean no zach moss too moss and singletary like either one of them could end up being the top running back on their team so i could see that being the guy you like i get that tell me what do you like about zach moss
1: yeah so i mean they're gonna run the ball i think he's the more um more of the two singletary that's gonna get most of the the volume as far as running goes singletary might be more involved in the passing game Um, I've heard the arguments that, you know, Allen's just going to take the goal line carries himself and like, yeah, but that's going to apply to Singletary as well. So, um, but I mean, an NFL team's going to run the ball at least 200, 300 times over a season. Um, I don't know, man, but that's what scares me about taking either
0: one of them is it's like, if you would have looked at last year, you'd be like, well, one of them's going to get a lot of touches. And it's like, not really like neither of them were usable last year.
1: Yeah. I mean. I, I, if I were to take Moss or Singletary, I'd rather take Moss, um, towards the end, even in the playoffs last season, I think he got hurt like the, the first week of the playoffs, but, um, I think he was consistently getting like 10 or 15 carries a game, which I mean, you're just hoping he breaks one. I'm I'm not saying he's a stud or he's going to be Yeah, not exciting. It's not exciting, but but
0: I also draw a line here. I think I draw a line. Like we've got Drake Moss, James Robinson, Pollard, And had Daryl Henderson and Devin Singletary. Then I draw a line. Okay. Because if I end up with any of those guys, at least they're kind of young. It's not that bad. You know, I could kind of talk myself into they're a bench running back, but I just really hate looking at Leonard Fournette, James Conner, Naheem Hines, Jamal Williams, Gio Bernard, Latavius Murray. Like I hate looking at any of those guys on my bench, to be honest. And that's kind of rounding out our top 50 with Chubba Hubbard
1: Hubbard.
0: (laughs) and Kenny Gainwell, Chubba, whatever. (laughs) Um, with with uh, Kenny Gainwell and Hubbard there at the bottom, just as kind of rookies. But this should also let you know. Well, let's save. We'll save that for the dynasty startup draft talk. But so any of these guys at the end that you like, I have Hines like so deep because I never want to touch him. You have him a little bit higher. I get it. He was playable last year, but Marlon Max back, which we didn't even rank Marlon Mack. He should be right here with this with this group of guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. I would definitely have him over like Gio and Latavius Murray and stuff, but. This kind of rounds it out. Anybody you think is worth talking about here?
1: No, not anyone in particular. I have been coming around on Henderson myself lately. I mean, it seems to be a growing opinion that no one's talking about him and you can get him super late. And if everything you like about Akers could equally apply to Henderson if anything were to happen to Akers, so the situation would be the same kind of like a handcuff, hoping something happens and he might be usable. Here and there. But um, Naheem Hines was extremely usable. All these guys are just guys that you have on your bench if you're desperate, depending on how the season plays out, whoever's getting injured.
0: I'm probably I'm probably going wide receiver at this point in the draft. Right. Like, if this is who I'm looking at, I'm probably just stabbing wide receiver. But, you
1: know, what, some of these guys could be... You know, Henderson was playable at some times last year. Hines, no, no, no. I like Henderson. I'm talking, about,
0: playable. No, I'm talking about after Henderson. I'm talking about, yeah, like Hines, Geo...
1: I'm just talking Marie, about this Chubo, whole like, tier from like Kenyon Drake down, like so, so like Zach Moss. If anything happens, or maybe they end up, you know, riding him a little bit more heavier than than anyone thought. Pollard is a good handcuff, and he he had some you know standalone value last season. Henderson, Hines, Madison is always a good handcuff if anything happens to Cook, which is often. Huh. Um, yeah, but except for then, Madison,
0: never actually produces when he's supposed well, to.
1: I mean, Madison so gets hurt, too. Like He yeah. gets, he gets yeah. Yeah. one no week, thanks. and then he gets hurt. I don't hurt. want him.
0: I don't want him. I don't care if I have Dalvin Cook. I don't need Alexander Madison. No thanks.
1: Yeah. These are just late, late flyers on your bench, depending on how the season goes, depending on how injuries go. They could... But this
0: is why I think running back is shallow. Like, you're talking about the 33rd ranked running back is where you start this tier of, of guys that are junk.
1: It's not pretty.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... All right, so that's basically the running back preview. I, I'm not that excited about the position after the first like 12 guys, honestly. Like it's it's pretty scary. It gets scary fast. So which I think is gonna make me go running back earlier. But we're gonna save that talk because next week we're gonna hit wide receivers, which is our final position preview. And then the following week, we're gonna start our super flexed, tight end premium startup draft. Um, And we're going to talk about startup dynasty draft strategy. We're going to talk specifically about that format. And then we're going to take you along for the ride as we, as co-commissioners, make these uh, draft picks, make the trades during the draft, where we kind of have fork in the road moments where like Aaron's going to mark his words on a guy, or I'm going to put my foot down on a guy. We'll talk through all of that, but thanks for listening this week. Yeah. We don't need to mention that one. Okay. (laughs) Um, Some things paid off. Like Aaron Rodgers paid off a year late, but Everybody who's listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, okay, so you can get all of our future podcasts automatically. Check us out on Twitter, the handle's at justanotherffp, to stay in touch with us throughout the week, but also let us know, like, what do you want to hear about? What guys do you want us to talk about? Um, Do you want us to break down any games last year of any specific teams? We're going to talk about offenses and which offenses we like, which coaches we like, stuff like that, just to kind of target. We're going to do a lot of... um, Uh, draft previews once the draft starts coming down so get with us on Twitter let us know we're also going to post some more polls and rankings on Twitter Um, so we always love being with you and we thank you for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week